Hey guys, this is Rich Bokini. This is the Princess of Pro Wrestling, SoCal Val. Teddy Stigma, the world's worst role model. This is Holiday. This is Steve Young. E-F-F-Y-F-E. And you're listening to the only podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole reppin' show. And now, the wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole reppin' show. Hello, everyone! Welcome all to the 87th episode, the 87th annual episode of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, the whole ref and show. My name is Perry Smith. <laughs> My name is Darren Beasley, and we are very old. If this is the 87th annual episode. <laughs> it feels like we've been doing this for 87 years. It really has. Yeah. Yeah, in many ways, in many, many different ways. Many it ways. feels like 87 years. Yeah, we're older and wiser. Well, we're older. Um, <laughs> how, uh, how have you been, Darren? The, the fans want to know. I, 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 if I was doing any better, there'd be two of me. Whoa, whoa. And that's not a fat joke. It's <laughs> I'm bursting at the seams, which is also not a fat joke. Oh, wow, wow. Anyway. Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. And uh, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, sorry. How are you, Perry? Darren, by now you should you should know enough to know that people generally only ask people questions because they want that same question asked of them, right? Right, and you know, and I know, and we've had to have this conversation before. Right, you know that I'm terrible at it because. It just, I don't know. I'm just hardwired that way. If somebody gives me the floor, I'm reluctant to give them back the floor. Right. I'm going to ask you, like, how you like the newest It movie. Because I want you to ask me that so I can say it was horrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just an example. It's true, but uh, it, uh, it was an example. So, yeah, I'm doing well. Thank you for eventually asking me in your own way. Uh, so today's episode is a little different, I guess, than what we typically do on the show. We don't, I mean, we have a format. We don't like sticking to a format, but it just kind of, it's easier to write a show that way. Not that the show is written. (laughs) Every word we say is scripted. Um, yeah, I mean. I will say this. I will say this. If this show were scripted, if we were working off of a script, we deserve Oscars. Oh, absolutely. We're the most natural actors of all time. That would, yeah, if, if we could act a script that is written this insanely, <laughs> then yeah, those would be those would be pr- some pretty amazing uh, like Willem Dafoe level performances. Wow, Willem Dafoe, that that's good. If you're gonna say like Ashton Kutcher, who's a bad actor, I don't I don't know. I would never do that. I, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't even say other Oscar winners. I went for an Oscar winner who is also a good actor. I'm not I'm not talking about like. Halle Berry or like uh, other terrible Oscar winners. <laughs> there, there are some people who won the Oscar and then you, you never heard from them again. Hillary Swank won two Oscars and then you never heard from her again. Well, they had to give her two Oscars because she was born with both male and female parts, Perry. That's true. This is true. If you ever saw the movie, was it Boys Don't Cry? Is that accurate? <laughs> That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. The, the, that movie, she does, uh, she does play a hermaphrodite, correct? I, that's not my, I didn't write the movie. I'm just telling you what was said. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm telling you what she said. This is this is more off topic than we typically get, Darren. I'm actually impressed by this one. Um, so <laughs> to get to get back to the point of the episode, uh, if you joined us in the last episode, episode 86, the 86th annual Whole Ref and Show <laughs> Wrestling <laughs> Podcast, um, then you know that we had a guest on the show, John Bring. Uh, who is a uh, writer in Hollywood. Uh, he's also a good, good friend of Darren's, uh, a cousin of mine. I've known him since literally I was born. Uh, good guy. Nice guy. And uh, he was cool enough to come on the show and talk wrestling with us. And uh, also uh, working on Supernatural. He actually wrote an episode based on wrestling of Supernatural, which he told you how hard that was to do, by the way. Get an episode written about wrestling on the show Supernatural. We'll get more into that. Um, he had some, uh, 
I guess you could, I'll be fair and say negative things. He had a, a negative experience with a, a wrestler slash actor on the set of Supernatural. Uh, that man's name is Paul Lazenby, Paul the Mauler Lazenby. So you might know him from the Killing the Town podcast, a fairly well-known podcast in the wrestling world. This podcast is actually uh, hosted by both Paul Lazenby and Don Callis. Don Callis, you might recall, for those who don't remember, <laughs> the Jackal uh, in WWF. It's like 97. Uh, or Cyrus. If you're a fan of this show, you should remember the Jackal because I talk about him all the time because I that very brief period in which Don Callis was the Jackal and he was on WWF programming, I couldn't have been a bigger fan. Right, right. Darren, big fan of uh, Don Callis. <laughs> Maybe not anymore, but a uh, big fan of Don Callis. Again, he was the Jackal. He was Cyrus uh, for a while in ECW when they were on uh, TNN or <laughs> wherever they were. They kind of bounced around a little bit back then. Um, now, of course, he's very heavily involved with Impact Wrestling. So Don Callis, Paul Azenby, Killing the Town. Uh, they On the latest episode, the June 5th episode of their podcast... Uh, we were told by a fan of our show um, that uh, the interview that John Byrne gave on our show got back to Paul Lazenby. Paul Lazenby felt the need to, uh, I won't say clear the air, I will say address uh, what was said about him in the interview. And, you know, a- anyone who has anything said about them uh, gets to have their own say, gets to have a rebuttal. That That's just that's life. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, oh, and you're absolutely right, but I appreciate what you said, which is the air needn't have been cleared. It was not muggy or fuzzy or foggy. John Bring laid down his reality, which I'm inclined to accept as the truth, and like you said, Paul Lazenby decided he would respond. Right. So Paul, uh, obviously not too happy with the comments that are made, and he even... You know, we listened to the to the bit he said on this podcast, and he just wanted to kind of get into it a little bit because this was out there. Um, so he did address the the the, pro- the quote unquote problem on set and said, you know, for the most part, John was the problematic one, and uh, kind of put down our podcast. Uh, he 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 took the the moral high ground, or so it seemed. Um, I will say, for a man named Mahler, uh, he he seemed very polite. I will I will say that, um, and and he seemed like he wanted to be helpful toward these quote kids and their their, their little podcast. Um, okay, this is, I, I can't help I can't stay quiet I can't stay quiet. Okay, all right. Here's the deal. Here is the here here here's this. I'm not a child. I'm not a kid. I'm a grown man, uh, and I'm not a 21 year old who's claiming to be a grown man. Although even a 21 year old would have every right to do so. No, I'm almost twice that old. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I'm not ashamed to be a wrestling fan. I have no fear, trepidation, hesitation, uh, or shame at all to be the person that I am every day from sunup to sundown and from sundown to sunup. I am who I am, and, and, and the person that I am is not a kid. I am not a child. Neither are you, Perry. This is not a quote-unquote little podcast, right? I'm not attacking little podcasts. Little podcasts should be proud to be little podcasts. Big podcasts should be proud to be big podcasts. And guess what? We're a pretty damn big deal podcast, the whole Reffin Show, and I'm proud of it, right? Are we former top guys in highly visible wrestling promotions? No. We're not, but we are people with a voice, and I'm going to talk much more at length, as I'm sure you will, about each of the points I just laid out, but I had to start out by saying, please, Mr. Lazenby, I am not a child, I will not be treated as such, I don't want to be pet on the head like the dog you think I am, and I will not be talked to in such a demeaning fashion, all right? I will say this, I have never been dressed down in such a polite manner as we were by Mr. Lazenby on the June 5th episode of Killing the Town. And let me say right here, just to get it out of the way, yeah, that's my bad. 
Last week, the one error, the one error that I made was by not doing, to quote Paul Lazenby, my due diligence to get the name of his podcast correct. That was not meant as a snub. That was not meant as a diss. That was not meant to demean Killing the Town as a podcast whatsoever. That was a slip of the tongue, as you well know, as a member of the professional wrestling industry, making the towns is obviously a professional wrestling term, uh, turn of phrase. And so please forgive me for that. That was an honest mistake that I had already intended to correct this week well before I was informed that Mr. Lazenby had gone on this rant on his podcast. Yes, that was a mistake. That was an error. It was not meant to tear you down in any way. A mistake. My apologies. Right. That's the last time you will hear me apologize on this podcast. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. Of course, we do appreciate the mentioning of our podcast on your podcast. That's very nice, even though it's not a very nice way to bring up another podcast. Uh, A little mean-spirited, of course. I guess any advertising is good advertising. Is that uh, is that correct? I don't know. I think they well, joked about our like you know our <laughs> they're getting all this exposure on our podcast now. Um, it's like I'm, I'm looking at our stock ticker. It's still at zero, Paul. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know how much our stock went up uh, in this whole time. So we have John bring on the podcast because we've always wanted to have him on the podcast. Again, good friend of ours, cousin of mine. Um, Long overdue. Big big wrestling fan, but you know, it's like, ah, well, to have John on the podcast, we're going to have to lean very heavy on the whole wrestling supernatural thing, as I think the wrestling fans who listen to this usually wrestling podcast want to hear about that. So uh, John's like, okay, we'll talk about the supernatural thing uh, quite a bit. And Darren says, are you going to bring up the Paul Lazenby thing? Now, I didn't even know what that was. I don't even, and forgive me here, Paul, I didn't even know who Paul Lazenby was. I do have a podcast called Killing the Town with Don Callis, who I know as Cyrus, and uh, Lance Storm. Paul Lazenby was the occasional guest on the show. And when he was a guest on the show, I guess they asked him, hey, what's what's new? And he talked about, well, I just filmed Supernatural, had a problem with the writer of Supernatural on the set. So in a way, Paul Lazenby thinks this is an attack but no, Paul Lazenby was actually the first one to attack. In this situation, this is the first time John's been able to be able to clear his name and defend himself. This time he actually had an outlet to do it. Where better than a wrestling podcast? Um, so John got to address what basically Paul Lazenby put out into the airwaves. Uh, yeah, it's exactly what he did. And, you know, uh, I'm going to take small picture here, blow it up to big picture here for a second before bringing it back down to small picture. Uh, the big picture is, it is a wrestling podcast. So if we're going to have John Bring on here, yes, we're going to talk about wrestling. But you know, it's not just a tagline, folks. This is the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Because we like everyone to say whatever they wish to say. We don't discourage anyone from saying something that might be controversial. But we don't encourage it either. We don't egg people on. We don't paint people into a corner. We don't falsely edit. We don't take things out of context. We have honest conversations with what we believe are honest people. And Perry and I are certainly honest. We're giving our opinions. That's the whole point of this podcast is to have honest reactions, honest opinions, honest points of view. So that being said, this is not a shit-stirring podcast. This is not a coattail riding podcast. This is not a kicking a beehive podcast. This is a podcast that, yeah, did we talk to John Bring about writing a wrestling episode of Supernatural? Yes. But we also talked to John Bring about how he got into professional wrestling as a fan, how things changed uh, when I, Darren Beasley, introduced him to Bash at the Beach uh, 96, about backyard wrestling, about his adventures in college, in filmmaking, in Hollywood. Hell, we talked about snakes on a train just as long as we talked about Paul Lazenby. We talked about The Miz twice as long as we talked about Paul Lazenby. Paul Lazenby, while being addressed by name specifically, again, it was done, 
It was not the focus. It was not the point. It was not the purpose. And nor was it uh, a, a slam piece. It was honest commentary delivered by John Bring about his perspective on what happened to him as one small part of the filming of a rather important episode of television in the career of a screenwriter. That's what it was. That's what it was. That's all that it was. So to pick this up and to blow it entirely out of proportion, again, Lazenby is entitled to his opinion, period. He's certainly entitled to a rebuttal. What we are doing at this point is responding to the way he did it. Right. We're responding. This is a response to a response because, again, he was the first one to go on the air and say, I had an issue with someone, which, I mean, that kind of, that's where the whole thing started. That's why we got into it in the uh, interview, because Darren was a fan of Killing the Town. Not a big enough fan to remember the name at that moment, uh, but a fan nonetheless. Thanks, thanks. Yeah. Uh, but he was a fan of the podcast, and, you know, hearing a podcast he looks forward to listening to every week, and then all of a sudden he hears this guy come on, and badmouth his best friend for life. Obviously, Darren's going to have a negative reaction to that. Um, and Darren jokingly said on the podcast, am I going to have to somehow go through my phone or my computer speakers and beat up Paul Lazenby? Well, which, of course, is a joke. It's obviously just hyperbole. So now Paul Lazenby thinks that Darren made an actual threat, like Darren's looking for Paul Lazenby in all the bars and saloons in town. He's gonna he's gonna make him uh, have a showdown in the OK Corral in the streets or something like that. <laughs> yeah, and, and nothing could be further from the truth. As a matter of fact, uh, I texted you earlier today and I said, "Did I did I say that I was gonna beat up Paul Lazenby?" And you were like. Yes and no. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, and because you reminded me that I had said as such, I think I made a Johnny Mnemonic reference, didn't I? Correct. Yes, yes. Yeah. It was more about That's the Johnny Mnemonic reference. <laughs> exactly. So I'm pretty sure anyone uh, should be, anyone uh, who's paying attention should understand that if I made a Johnny Mnemonic reference and uh, discussed traveling through a telephone line to beat someone up. That's clearly a joke. That is something that is said between friends to get a chuckle right. out of the loyalty that comes with a lifelong friendship. Those are the things that you say, right? Right. And I'm not, I'm not pulling some hashtag locker room talk. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about honest to goodness, what people say, you know, like that's just what you do. Right. right. So, so I mean, so th th that off the table. I mean, there's no, there's no, no yeah, violence. That, totally off the table. I, no, nobody threatened. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm sorry that Paul Lazenby took that and ran with it and said that now he's got to watch out for the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. Uh, no <laughs> one's, no one's looking for you, Paul. No one's interested in fighting. No one was ever interested in fighting. That's again the things that grown men do, the things that professionals do. Uh, and we'll discuss the professionalism and what types of professionals we are uh, later in this conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. My mom, one of the first things my mom taught me was to never pick fights with anyone named Mahler. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but little do you know, my nickname is also Mahler, but it's M-A-L-L-E-R because I go to a lot of shopping malls and oh, okay. they get, get I, I get cheap I, I, haircuts I, there. <laughs> I frequent the Hot Topics. I was about to say you can buy Bullet Club merchandise at Hot Topics. This is true. Free, uh, free uh, Bullet Club uh, <laughs> shout out there. And, um, and Joey Ryan. I think you can buy Joey Ryan merch at Hot Topics. That's correct. That's long overdue. I'm glad he's got a way to get the get the word out. King of Dong style. <laughs> you know, when you said Mauler, I also thought, I wonder if your mother told, told, ever told you not to pick on Maul from... Uh, Jim Lee's Wild <laughs> Wow. Took us 87 episodes to reference Maul from Jim Lee's Wildcats. You, you may uh, not remember that team from Image Comics. But now from DC Comics. I heard, yeah, yeah, Wildcats yeah. Are now in the DC universe. They really wanted Grifter that bad. <laughs> Grifter is so cool. We got to have him on. 
Um, the continuing sagas of Grifter. Anyway, one funny thing about this whole situation that kind of it kind of hit me when I was thinking about it earlier was this is this is a very very unique uh, occurrence for quote unquote little podcasts, you know. Because we said something that we know got to someone that we were talking about. And not only that, they were able to respond on their own podcast, uh, you know, be it a bigger podcast or whatever. But it's, it's, it's not like, you know, it's not like as much as I would love for it to be the, a reality, it's not like Shinsuke Nakamura tunes in every week. And, oh, what are they saying about me on the whole ref and show? The only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. Oh, that Perry! He knows they're not using me right in WWE. Um, so it's it's very it's it's kind of uh, I'll say eye opening. It's one thing to talk into a can and say good slash bad things about someone, criticizing someone for one reason or another, whether it be good or bad. But to actually know that criticism hit their ears and they were like, "Oh yeah, well here's what I think." So and again, everyone's entitled. If you feel like you're being attacked. You are entitled to defend yourself, you know. We're not denying Paul Lazenby that. Um, and again, he, he seems civilized. It was extremely polite. It was extremely polite. Uh, there's no denying that. But it was m- more, more than demeaning. Right. There was a tone. There, there was a condescending tone, which I didn't care for. Uh, also calling us little podcasts and all that stuff. That I'll get into a little bit later, but... Um, so, so yes, it, it's odd that uh, we're having to uh, address something that was said on the podcast. You know, uh, again, John John had his experience with, with Paul Lazenby on, on the set of Supernatural, and he says that Paul Lazenby got a little he got a little passionate. I'll say about you know he he is a wrestler playing a wrestler on the TV show, and apparently in the original broadcast when he was a guest on Killing the Town. Year or two ago, had to be a year, had about two years ago at this point, a year and a half ago. Anyway, he he mentioned something about I think wrestling will never be taken seriously in Hollywood, or they don't know what wrestling is, and they don't know how to handle wrestling. Right, and the thing is, if you listen to the whole John Bring interview, you would have heard the beginnings of his Supernatural episode was him trying to convince everyone at Supernatural to have a wrestling related episode. Because he's a fan, he's always been a fan, and basically he had to put his foot down and say, I'm not going to be happy until I get what I want. So for it to even be a wrestling-related episode was was a miracle. And because it was wrestling-related, and because Supernatural films in Canada, Paul Lazenby was given this week of work. So he should be thankful for that. He wasn't. <laughs> he, wants to, he wants to focus on the negative, and that's his thing. Sure, right. And in fairness, again, transparency, disclosure, Paul Lazenby, uh, as he said on his podcast, and as is easily, uh, you know, corroborated by checking out his IMDb or any of the many, 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 many supernatural fan pages or supernatural wiki, uh, you'll know that Paul Lazenby has been on Supernatural many times. Uh, I will say, let me let me jump in here for one second with this factoid, which is uh, Paul Lazenby claiming that John Bring had not worked uh, in two years uh, since his since this episode, the Beyond the Mat episode of Supernatural, season eleven, episode fifteen. Lazenby claimed that John Bring had not worked since then. Well, not only had John Bring continued to work at Supernatural in the writers' room. For the next two solid years, he also single-handedly wrote yet another script for an episode in a later season. Uh, John Bring worked in its entirety for six years on Supernatural, uh, as he told us on our podcast, and as he would tell any one of you in person. He worked for six years on Supernatural. Not four days, like Paul Lazenby said. Now, (laughs) whether John Bring was in his early roles as a production assistant, whether he was a writer's assistant, whether he was in the writer's room, or whether he was, you know, sitting pretty with his own director's chair by writing an episode single-handedly, John Bring was on staff in the writer's room for over six years at Supernatural. Six years, not four days which is not to discredit the amount of times Lazenby has been involved with Supernatural, but 
just to point out, again, the realities here, the truths, uh, and then not cut anyone short, not cut John Bring short, not cut Darren Beasley and Perry Smith short, and in fairness, not cut Paul Lazenby short. Right. Paul Lazenby has done what he has done. He has his 100-plus credits on IMDb, as he will and did tell you if you listened to the June 5th episode of Killing the Town. Absolutely, and remember this. Uh, we're all people, <laughs> like Darren and myself and John, we all know each other. We don't really know Paul Lazenby, you know, so we, we can assume that he is this way from this one experience. Paul Lazenby is doing the same exact thing, of course, assuming we're all one way because of this whole thing. Um, and, and again, it's something we brought up on the podcast is the, the issue was, you know, Lazenby arguing with John about how the televised match was going to go, even though the match really wasn't the focal point. Uh, it was more just kind of like we're at a, they're establishing they're at a wrestling event. So you're going to see clips of the wrestling match, which Paul Lazenby's character is involved in, right? Lazenby apparently upset because he needs like, because because in wrestling matches, good guy versus bad guy. He's the bad guy in this fake wrestling match. <laughs> fake wrestling match. Um, <laughs> this one case where wrestling is fixed. Uh, anyway, um, so, and John says, we're cutting this part, so don't worry about it. Just wrestle. And he needs, like, a motivation. And I think because he's playing a wrestler, and he's very passionate about wrestling not doubting Paul Lazenby's passion on fucking wrestling. He's very guarded about wrestling, which all passionate wrestlers are very guarded about the wrestling profession. I respect that. I really respect that, man. Um, but the thing is, you know, take the word wrestling out and put in taxi driver. You're a taxi driver. Do you have to be passionate about where you're taking your fare? Because that's what you're doing. You're going, I can't do this scene unless I know where I'm driving my, my fare. <laughs> you see what I mean? And John Bring, by the way, you're on, a, you're on a TV set, right? There may be a wrestling ring there. It may look like you're at an indie show. You're not. You're on a TV show. Now, this isn't John Bring telling you how to execute a pilot driver correctly or telling you how to do a DDT properly. John Bring would never assume tell a wrestler who's wrestled for many years how to perfectly execute moves. And I think that's what a lot of wrestlers think that we do as podcasters. They think like, oh, I know what it is to be powerbombed on the thumbtack, so let me tell you about it. No, I would never tell Matt Cross how to do a 450 splash. I would never tell The Undertaker how to do a Tombstone pile driver. I will watch it. As a, as a man watching a TV show, and I will tell you what I got from the show. And you know what? You are entitled to do that. Thank you. Whether it's, whether it's you sitting in a living room by yourself, chuckling to yourself, ooh, they botched that move, or whether it's you turning to a good friend or a significant other and saying, did you see that? That was awesome. Or whether it's you on a message board, whether it's you on a podcast, whether it's you on the grandest stage of them all, or whether it's you shouting in the public streets, you have a right to your opinion. And just because it's wrestling doesn't make it unique, or at least it shouldn't. The dirty word kayfabe has made wrestling and the people that live in the world of wrestling feel as if they are behind what should be an impenetrable force field. And that, my friends, dear listeners, is Bullshit. All right? Do baseball players absolutely lose their minds if a baseball analyst or a baseball journalist or a baseball critic or even a baseball fan gets down on them for being in a slump or forgetting the greatness of their career? Yeah. Could they possibly get upset about it? Sure. Nobody likes to have their failures pointed out to them. Nobody... Uh, is happy with their failures, which brings criticism about in the first place. Nevertheless, in a free country with freedom of speech and freedom of the press, people have every right to do so. And so baseball players and football players and your example, taxi drivers and chefs and police officers, the president of the United States daily, love him or hate him, he daily dishes out and receives incredible amounts of criticism in the form of tweets and hashtags. 
Donald Trump doesn't cry kayfabe and get on Twitter and say that people are not allowed to criticize him. I don't care whether he can pardon himself or not. He can't shut down Twitter. He can't have tweeters put in jail. And he can't have them humiliated or can't silence them by calling them children on a little podcast. There's no other industry in the world in a free country that allows this type of blowback from those inside the industry. And you and I have talked about this before. We both used to be enormous fans, you and I, Perry, of the Taz Show, the daily quote-unquote podcast or daily streaming radio show, daily terrestrial radio, whatever you want to call it, whatever it was at the time. It was what I considered for the longest time an excellent wrestling broadcast. But eventually I got tired of entire episodes of Taz demeaning wrestling fans, demeaning the internet wrestling community, and demeaning anyone who did not have a full quote-unquote bump card. But guess what? Guess what? Alex Rodriguez, who took a lot of criticism in his career, back to baseball, some that he deserved, some that he didn't, did Alex Rodriguez turn around and ask every Yankees fan how many World Series they played in? No. No, he didn't. Did he ha- Did he love their criticism? No. But did he take it? Yes. And did he allow them to give it? Yes. What Taz did on his show and what Lazenby is now trying to do is hide behind the brick wall of kayfabe and say, if you don't have a full bump card, shut your mouth. And that is what I have disagreed with from the beginning. I completely got off of the Taz boat. I haven't listened to the Taz show in probably a year. I don't even know if it's still on the air, if it is good for him, because I don't wish people ill in spreading their own opinions. Nevertheless, I don't listen to it. It's my right to choose not to listen to it. It's my right to disagree with him, which I do, and that's why I talked with my wallet and refuse to give Taz any more of my cash, any more of my bandwidth, any more of my free time. And that's what I did. I disagree with Taz, I disagree with Lazenby, and I disagree with people waving around a bump card like it means anything. Taz, I was a big fan of. You You got me to listen to Taz, and this is way before our podcast, mind you. I, uh, I listened to Taz, and I loved the show, and then eventually there were a lot of issues at the Taz show where I think we had, like, three producers in the span of, like, a month or two, and it was obvious that, like, you know, maybe Taz is kind of the problem, and maybe he gets a bit uh, get passionate, a bit angry about certain uh, topics. I, was, I think I told you, like, Taz is becoming the Rush Limbaugh of wrestling broadcasting yeah, you did yeah because right. he he can like infuriate people and i there were several times where even though you were a big fan of the show we're like i can't listen anymore i can't and you went back to it and okay for now i'm done I'm not listening to that anymore because wrestlers it's i i love wrestling and i've always loved wrestling and, and maybe hopefully i still will always love wrestling it, it's going back to what you said darren i've never seen people we'll call them professionals who both like and despise their fans. And I'm not I'm not down on Lazenby on this. I, I do think he belittled us a little bit by calling us, quote, a little podcast and you know calling us kids or, or whatever. And again, like this all sounds very critical of Paul Lazenby. It, it's not. I don't want him to take the entire blow of this. It is, but it is the wrestlers who are like, well, how would you know? You've never done this. You know what I mean? And again, that goes back to my, that's why I would never tell people how to properly execute moves because I don't know. I'll tell you how to tell a story because I've seen 70,000 goddamn wrestling matches. I think I get the idea. And, And to me, this is more on what Don Callis said. Don Callis, when he took, uh, he took a break from vaping, uh, long enough to actually respond to what uh, Paul Lazenby was saying and said, and this is all he said, like Lazenby goes on for like 10, it felt like forever, like 10, 20 minutes about this whole situation. Um, and then basically Don Callis' response is just, so what? They're just a couple of marks. And even, even you can tell Lazenby was kind of like, well, I wasn't going to say that, but yeah, okay, they're a couple of marks. And for those who don't know, marks means what? Like just a, basically a wrestling fan. 
You know, and just in general, like one one who's I think it's like an old like carnival term, right? Yeah, Marks. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's mark, as in a target, as in the focus of whatever bamboozling you are about to do. You as the carny. Yeah, the the M word marks. We were called marks by Don Callis. We're a couple of Marx brothers. I'm Groucho. Which one are you? Oh man, I, everybody See, wants to be Groucho. the best one's Groucho. <laughs> you don't want to. You don't want to be. God, you don't want to be Harper. You know what? I'll be Chico. That's that's fine. I'll be Chico. Okay. Okay. Um, so we're we're Marks, um, and you know you're you're right. We we are Marks. We know about wrestling, Don. You know how I know we're Marks, Don Callis, because we know who the fuck you are. You think the casual wrestling fan knows who the fuck Don Callis is? Honestly, seriously. How big are your britches, Don Callis? You 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 want to play the you want to play the fame game? You want to play the fame game? Tell you what, you start walking in any direction. You pick north, south, west, or east. Every person you walk across, you ask them, "Do you know who I am?" Tell me how many people you had to ask before you found someone who recognized you and knew your name. That's how famous you are, Don. Okay. To the casual wrestling fan, you are the jackal. You are the manager from the fucking Truth Commission in 97. And that's it. To us marks who fucking love wrestling, you know, you're Don Callis, man. You were the jackal. You were unappreciated in WWF. You did some cool stuff in ECW. And then you have this really cool podcast. And you have really insightful things. I think you're a very creative guy. And I love what you've done with Impact Wrestling so far. Yeah, I know who you are. Don't shit on me. I listen to your podcast. I buy your t-shirts. I buy your tickets. I watch your show. I'm your fan. Don't you dare shit on me. Or any other mark out there who still remembers who you are. That is incredibly well said, Perry. Good for you. I mean, I second that. I fully support what you just said. I second every word of it. I, I have been an inordinately devoted fan of Don Callis's for a long time. I can back that up, folks. <laughs> as as longtime listeners of the whole Ref and Show will tell you, nothing is quite as entertaining to me as seeing that jewel in the middle of the jackal's forehead, as seeing the jackal come down from the rafters on Raw. I loved it. I bought in hook, line, and sinker with the Jackal, not because I'm an idiot, not because I'm oblivious. <laughs> I thought I, he was a real Jackal. Well, <laughs> and the reason I use the words there, oblivious and idiot, is because that's what Don Callis is implying when he says the word Mark. Because Mark has become such a dirty word. Hell, maybe it was always a dirty word. Then it became sort of uh, uh, like a badge, a badge of pride for smart marks. Yeah, I'm a mark. I'm a smart mark. I'm a smart with a K. Whatever you want to dress it up as, what it means is an overly devoted fan. Someone who likes it more than they should. Someone who likes it beyond an age threshold than they should. That's what a mark is. Like Perry said, someone who's buying your shirts, buying your tickets, supporting you, spending their precious time and energy to have a podcast dedicated to your profession. Not because either Perry or I are trying to be on your level. We don't want to fill out our bump cards, Don. We don't want to fill out our bump cards, Paul. We're happy doing what we do. This is not our job. This is not either of our chosen profession or career paths. This is an endeavor that we do because we love the product, right? Let me take this opportunity, Paul, to say, what is my career? What is my profession? I am an educator, Paul Lazenby. I am an educator. I am not a child. I teach teenagers. I teach teenagers world history, U.S. history, U.S. government and economics. I am a history and civics instructor. 
What else have I been in my life? I've been a university-level catering director for an international company. I have been the curator of a French market and art gallery. And yes, for six brief months of my life, I lived in Southern California, and I got myself one piddly-ass, rinky-dink, imdb.com credit because for six rinky-dink piddly-ass months of my life I decided to join a group of my best friends to try one last radical mid-twenties endeavor and quote-unquote make it in Hollywood you know what I gave it all of six months that was not Hollywood was not my chosen career path before that six months, and it never was again after that six months. I'm not going to get into a pissing contest with you over IMDb credits, Paul Lazenby. That was never my point. That should not be your point. I'm not playing that game with you. It's irrelevant. IMDb is irrelevant to your comments about Darren Beasley. Not my career not before, not after, but for six months where I played Hollywood with my friends. And you know what? In six months, that IMDb credit, that's pretty damn successful for a very short period of time living in a rat hole apartment in Van Nuys, California. They're all rat hole apartments. (laughs) And doing extra work on the regular and being, you know what? Actually, I have two credits. I have two credits on IMDb, Paul, both for the same movie. No, not an independent film produced by John Bring. No, John Bring happened to also work on that film. But we worked for a company called The Asylum, right? Sci-fi original movies, mockbusters, and yes, the infamous creators of Sharknado. <laughs> and if you throw everyone in Sharknado, which includes a lot of wrestlers and other Hollywood has-beens, and elites. There's been a shitload of people in Sharknado and a lot of people that have worked for the Asylum, including some of your wrestling peers like Raven and the Insane Clown Posse. Sure, Paul, if you want to call all of that some independent movie John Bring shot, as if to say, yeah, something that John Bring, a, a bone that John Bring tossed to Darren Beasley, well, then you're off base again, Mr. Lazenby. So again... That's my career. That's my life. In my free time, I spend it once a week sitting down with my good friend Perry Smith and spending our time, money, energy, and at this point, our damn heartache, (laughs) trying to express love, love, Mr. Lazenby, not hate, for a form of art and for a form of sports that is precious to us you like to use the word precious when criticizing john bring and criticizing this quote-unquote little podcast you are off base mr lazenby you are misguided you are misinformed you don't know who we are it doesn't matter to you you don't want to know who we are you want to paint yourself up with a rosy uh, facade to protect your career in Hollywood. You don't know just how many thousands of people listen to the whole Reffin show. You don't know who in Hollywood John Bring might be in constant contact with. And so you're getting out ahead of it, or you're trying to. But this episode of the whole Reffin show, the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle, is here as a testament to the fact that you are wrong. You have jumped to a conclusion. You are misguided. And Mr. Callis, I will try my damnedest. I will try my damnedest to stomach your commentary on NJPW's Dominion pay-per-view this Saturday. I will try to still love the Jackal. I will still try to watch ECW on TNN on the WWE Network and go, Oh, that's Cyrus. That representative of the network, he was so great. Don Callis is an excellent performer. Yes, Don Callis, I'll try to do that. But it's going to be real fucking hard. 
Absolutely. And yeah, I mean that, that this is this is a little bit about uh Lazenby <laughs> Lazenby v John Bring, which is absolutely between the two of them. You know, we have a guest we have a guest in the show, John Bring, and he says what he says about Lazenby. Lazenby's uh response to that, that's fine. Um, you know, John said he had a problem with a wrestler on the set. We have to kind of go with our guest. You can't fault us for a, siding with the guest of our show, who gave us his his or her time. Uh, B, uh, a, a close friend uh, slash blood relative. Uh, so yeah, if I have to choose the side of a complete stranger or a blood relative, I'm going to have to go with the blood relative. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is only a little bit about that whole thing. At the end of the day, it is he said, he said. And that's between John Bring and Paul Lazenby, who were actually on the set that day, and and you know they both have a side, and that's just life. Every story has two sides, at least. Um, but I mean, this is has a lot more to do with. Uh, I mean, really, Don Callis says one sentence in all of that, and that was the one that made me be Dutch from Predator when he's covered in mud, making like the fire bow. <laughs> And to go back, it goes goes back to what you know. What always annoyed me about listening to Taz's podcast, which is, you know, you can't say the word jobber if you never laced your boots up and went into a ring before. I, I love that wrestlers have this insistence that you cannot judge them if you never stepped into a ring, and even if you had, because John actually has been in a ring once or twice in a very very little capacity, but he took some bumps, sure. But oh, that's not enough. H- how much is enough? Like, do you have to work a it's WWE match? It's and never, that's, and then that's the thing too. It's never enough. It's but, never enough. But okay, does that mean that Roger Ebert doesn't know shit about movies because he's never starred in one, because he's never directed one, because he's never written one? Roger Ebert, the ultimate critic, the the Dave Meltzer of cinema. Hey, hey, Dave Meltzer, are you going to tell me that Dave Meltzer doesn't know dick about wrestling because he's never quote laced up the boots? What? I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Now, in a much more lighthearted uh, version of this conversation, which you and I have had multiple times, although it's pretty far in the rearview mirror, early episodes of the whole reference show, you and I, Perry, both made references uh, to the fact that there should be another word. There should really be another word for what type of fan involves himself to the level of uh, well us to the level of us right or to the level of someone with uh, a podcast or um you know even dave Meltzer because the hell there's people that won't even give dave Meltzer the credibility enough to call him journalist and those people should be ashamed of themselves right but yeah dave Meltzer, he's beyond Fan, he's beyond Mark. Is he one of the boys? No, and he but never he will is. be. And he never will be. Is the sad no. thing. Well, yeah, but he is a journalist. At the very least, he's a wrestling journalist. He's the top of the mountain, right? Why is it so difficult to give him or anyone any credit for that? And again, you and I, Perry, we're not looking for credit. We're not looking. We don't want to be some of the boys. As we said before, where do fans, the, the basically the, the smart marks, where do they fit in? You know, if, if, too, if there are too many wrestlers out there who demean smart marks by just saying the key word is marks, by just making all smart marks just marks, you know, I, in, in, in thinking this afternoon before going on the air, I said to myself, I'm, I'm actually rethinking the entire argument of there needs to be a word for that level of fan who is all but actually in the industry. Cool I'm dude. Reverse- cool dude is that, I think is what it yeah. should be. Hey, these, these guys actually, are cool dudes. I, I, in light of this, in light of Lazenby and Callus and this unbelievable, just this shocking response, I'm reversing my position on this. No, there shouldn't be a word. There shouldn't be a word for it. There shouldn't be a need for the word for it. The word fan should be enough. Because, again, the fans of football aren't treated this way. 
The people that are watching Golden State and Cleveland play every few nights here in the NBA Finals, they're not treated this way. You know, Australian and South African cricket players uh, don't treat their fans this way. You don't know that. They they I may yet. And as a matter of fact, the ESPN app for Amazon Fire, you can it, it's like it's like going back in time to the first couple years of ESPN. You can find some crazy shit on there. You can watch cricket from all over all over the world live. And I have been. And you know what? Those cricket players, they don't they're not shitting on cricket podcasts. <laughs> Darren, if this whole thing is about us starting a cricket podcast, uh, which hopefully gets advertised by Cricket Wireless, uh, I can <laughs> I can see that happening. Uh, then, a, then, a, then, 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 say no more. I, I'm in. Let's do it. Let's do a cricket okay. podcast, uh, which I'm sure Paul Lazenby and Don Callis will still make fun of us for. Have you ever bowled a pitch on the cricket <laughs> green? Have no, you, no. Which is why I never say the c word uh, because I'm not worthy of saying it. And 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 again, I I, I want to reiterate: this is all. This isn't spitting venom at any specific person, you know. That this is all it, it from is. It, it no, is. it, it isn't because this this isn't from all from the Paul Lazenby experience. And this gave us a reason to talk about it on the show because another podcast mentioned us and said that we're a bunch of jerks. We're quote little kids. We're we're, we're little marks in our mom's basement talking about wrestling and how much we like Roman Reigns because he's real big and he's part of the Shield. Um, which I don't appreciate, and I, I've seen a lot of wrestlers kind of have that mentality when it comes to people who talk about wrestling. So I, I mean, I've always wanted to address this, right? And 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 quick story, quick story. Uh, Darren talked about this a second ago. We we don't think we're one of the boys. We don't want to be one of the boys. That's fine. But we're also not complete assholes. I remember when you went to a Fest Wrestling show, Darren, and you know half the performers at Fest Wrestling. Uh, you were talking to Rich Bokini. You know the fucking promoter, Tony Weinbender, for God's sake. And you went there, and they were all eating catering in the back. And Rich Bokini came out, and he said, did you get a plate from the back? He was like, well, why don't you go Why don't you go eat chicken with everyone else? And you were like, because I'm not everyone else. That's for the performers. Because you know there's a difference, you know? You, you, you know enough to not go and get a free meal. Because that's for the people who are about to bust their asses for the audience. You know what I mean? So there is, we understand there there is a separation. You just don't have to fucking smother us with it, wrestlers. <laughs> that's all. Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing, there's something special about wrestling. Yeah. If there weren't, we wouldn't be watching it still. Right. But then we're talking about the art form. We're talking about the intrigue. We're talking about the weird, amazing, wonderful, and complicated world of wrestling and how it still somehow is attractive to grown men and women all over the world. In that respect, yes, wrestling is very special. But as a profession, it's not. It's no different than any other profession in terms of how those in the industry should interact with those uh, on the other side of the curtain. It's mind-blowing. You know, like, I mean, you know who else goes behind those curtains? Actors, ballerinas, musicians. Magicians. Do those people, I mean, every, like, God, I'm like, every time the Beatles played, do you think that they came back out on stage uh, for just a minute after their encore and said, guess what? None of you get to play guitar. Don't even try. <laughs> Don't, you, you think Lennon and McCartney were like, Don't you even try to write a fucking song because we are the ultimate goddamn songwriters. Exactly. And, and what you and I just did were the two worst Liverpoolian accents ever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... Seriously, did, did Michael Jackson remind everyone who came up and asked for an autograph, don't try to moonwalk, don't you dare moonwalk. Yes. <laughs> How many checks do you have on your moonwalk card, right? Right. That's to me... If you don't have any, then you better not moonwalk. Better not moonwalk. He, he would hate Carmella if MJ were still around. Um, it's, it's funny because it's almost like I, the closest you can get to wrestling. I mean, this is not even another sport. This is, this is a guarded business. It's like magicians, right? 
that this is like you hate it that there are people in the audience who know enough about magic that they know how you saw a lady in half. They, they know how you levitate. They know how you pick the right card. You know what I mean? And, and that's what this is. Like, it, it's magicians performing for an audience. And there's one guy going, oh, you, you left at the table when we weren't looking. Or like, oh, no, you switched the two when, when you told us to look over there at the fire the, and the misdirection and all that stuff. But the, that's what it is. It, it's, it's they're magicians who hate it when the audience sometimes know how the trick works. We still want to watch it. We, we, we still want to see how flawlessly it can be done or like how you can really, you know, pull the wool over people's eyes. But I mean, that's the thing, too, is we've been watching the same magic tricks over and over again for 20, 30 years of our lives, and we still enjoy the show. You know what I mean? We still enjoy it, and that's the key. We still enjoy it. Enough the to talk about it. Isn't it enough that we care enough to care? You know, and this whole the whole point of this whole thing is we're tired of the wrestling profession. Even though we give our time and money, lots of our time, lots of our money to it, them kind of shitting on us for for whatever reasons. I'm not saying all wrestlers do this. I'm not saying all promoters do it. I wouldn't. I would not say that. Absolutely. But I'm gonna say you know stop stop putting your fans down. That's absurd. Think about that statement for a second. Uh, and you know stop putting down quote little podcasts. You know if it makes you feel better, makes you feel bigger. That's shitty. <laughs> you should think about yeah. your lives. <laughs> And Mr. Lazenby, before you fire back, well, I told them good luck with it. Yeah, again, that, that's, that's a very, very thin veil. And we see the blushing bride beneath it, Mr. Lazenby. Uh, please, please do not patronize me. Do not wish me well on my little podcast. You're not doing me a favor. I'm, I'm sorry uh, if in your mind that is somehow... Uh, an earnest, genuine, and sincere offering, then uh, I have lost my ability to read people entirely because <laughs> uh, because I know what you're saying. Okay, you're, you're you're painting yourself up. You're placing yourself on a pedestal, Mister Lazenby, uh, and you're not allowing us to approach it. Um, and how dare we try to approach it? Uh, so says you. Um, Again, I'm not a child. I don't need help not stepping on my tongue, as you said. I don't need help not pissing people off. Sometimes people need to be pissed off. Sometimes people make mistakes. I make them too. I admitted to the one mistake that I made in referencing you or allowing John Bring to say what he said or inviting John Bring on the podcast. I apologized for the one error that I made. I said the wrong name in reference to your podcast. At the beginning of this podcast, I corrected myself, as I would do any other time. Nothing else that I said will I apologize for. If it pisses you off, then it pisses you off. You certainly have pissed me off. All you have to do is listen to this episode, and it'll be abundantly clear just how much you've pissed me off. But, you know, shit happens. Shit happens, Mr. Lazenby. You are not faultless. You are not flawless. Neither am I. Neither is Perry. Neither is Don Callis or John Bring or anyone on this planet. Uh, Owning up for what you did. You know, uh, a friend of mine used to say, keep your side of the street clean. You know, it's almost like you're one of those landscapers who uses their leaf blower to blow their side of the street clean by blowing all the trash into the neighbor's yard. And that's what you did. You blew your trash into our yard. All right. Maybe you feel that we did it first, but we didn't. We didn't do it. John Bring didn't do it. You referenced it. And you got a response. You didn't like it. I don't blame you for not liking it. The truth is the truth. So we are a little podcast for the little podcast that could. Uh, but uh, big enough to reach your ears, huh, Paul? <laughs> How about that? So again, Paul Lazenby, what happened on the set is supernatural. Maybe you were in the right. Maybe you were in the wrong. Who's to say? 
You want to say that you are in the right, that's your prerogative, and you have the right to say that you are in the right. <laughs> but again, the, that that happening, that's between two people. It's between John Bring and Paul Lazenby. But when you attack little podcasts and, in a way, attack fans of wrestling, that's when I have to take my claws out. And I gotta, I gotta attack back. And that's what I'm most let down about. Which is why, again, this episode's kind of dedicated to that. Uh, th- this one's for the little guy. This one's for fans of wrestling who are fans of wrestling, even though we get ridiculed by non-fans of wrestling on a daily basis. You still watch that? <laughs> you didn't grow out of that? No, I enjoy it. I enjoy it enough to spend my time and my money on it and have a podcast about it. But I guess that makes me an asshole, huh, Don Callis? Well, it makes you a Mark. Oh, <laughs> Mark's Brothers. Ah, That's not a Mark's Brother at all. How about you doing? How about you doing? <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. So, I mean, we, we've said all we need to say. We said more about this than we had to. And again, we wanted to address the bigger issue of just how fans of wrestling... And well, in this case, really big fans of wrestling uh, kind of looked down upon by uh, wrestlers in the wrestling industry. And that's just not cool, man. Not cool. No, it's not cool. Now, do I expect Paul Lazenby or Don Callis to listen to the entirety of this episode? No, I do not. I don't know what Paul Lazenby does. And I'm not going to assume he does nothing the way he assumed we do nothing. <laughs> uh, that John Bring has not worked since... <laughs> the episode of Supernatural. If it's not an IMDb, Darren, it didn't happen. We all know that. I do know Don Callis is a very busy man. He's a very successful man in his his world. And and I'm going to try. I am going to try to listen to him and Kevin Kelly call New Japan's Dominion uh, show on Saturday. So, no. Do I expect uh, Don Callis to listen to this on an airplane on on his way to, to... Japan. That's a long flight. He may. He may. Yeah. He might. He might. <laughs> so, because I don't expect them to listen to this entire thing, I expect, just like before, for things to be taken out of context. All I will say is if you're still listening at this point, or if this is the point at which you begin listening, whether you're a long time hashtag dear listener of the whole Refn show, whether it's your first episode, of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. God, I hope not. This is a very negative episode. <laughs> well, I hope you you have been able to to see the truth in what we've said. Um, not as funny, not as fun as most episodes, but uh, needed to be said. So needed to be said. And wow, I'm just I'm absolutely exasperated at this point. Okay. Things will be taken out of context. I just hope... Things have already been taken out of context. Right. And then they they will continue to be. No one in Camp Lazenby and Callus is going to listen to this entire episode. So snippets are going to be removed. Things are going to be misconstrued. I know it. I just know that it will be. I hate that. I'm sorry for that. I I don't like that. That's not how... That's not how communication works. That's not how journalism works. That's not how broadcasting works. And that's really shouldn't be how people work, but people do work that way. Right. Um, we haven't taken anything that Lazenby or Callis said out of context. We have quoted the two of them as closely as possible. Um, I actually listened to the to his podcast a second time and uh, essentially took dictation uh, <laughs> on exactly what he said. I did not want to misquote him. I did not want to misrepresent him. Am I upset with him? Uh, am I upset with Mr. Lazenby? Sure I am. But uh, giving him uh, a fair shot at, at his rebuttal is what we have done, and we have simply responded in kind. Uh, so that, that's what it is. That's what this episode was. Um, if you're a part of this unfortunate conversation, uh, I hope that you have uh, been able to, to uh, maybe take something away from it, uh, something good away from this conversation. Or if you're a fan of wrestling who uh, also has felt similar to what we've discussed, where you feel that you are unappreciated as a fan, which should never, ever be the way a fan feels. <laughs> they should never be looked down upon for their for their fandom. 
Um, and, you know, Don Callis, Paul Esme, we don't know you guys personally. You might be really, really cool dudes, and we wish you well. We wish you continued success. Uh, Paul Lazenby in the movie industry, TV industry, um, very, very impressive IMDb, over 100 credits. Uh, very cool. Uh, Paul, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm never going to get to Canada. I can't afford it. It's too far away. Uh, you're an actor. You might end up in Los Angeles one of these days. It's where I live. If you want to message me, you want to meet up for some coffee, that's fine. We'll talk about this whole thing. I'd like to meet you and get your perspective. Maybe we can learn a little bit about each other's lives before we assume about each other's lives. Um, Callus, I doubt you'll ever talk to me. I wasn't a big fan of the Jackal, even though Darren told me, no, no, this guy, this guy. So I, I kind of grew to become a fan of yours. Um, I enjoy, your, I enjoy your, your perspective. I think you're very smart to your business. Um, yeah, and uh, you are, Don Callis, if I can say something good, uh, outside of just my appreciation of the Jackal, you're doing a good job with Sue Young. I like what you're doing with Sue Young on Impact. Absolutely. Um, good stuff. Hope you can bring Impact Wrestling to the forefront, because uh, there are some very talented people who work there. And uh, that's it. Nothing much to be said beyond that. I think we've said it all, and we've, we've maybe said too much. I don't know. But uh, at the end of the day, we've got opinions, you've got opinions, and that's life. Uh, that's it. So, folks, we hope you enjoyed this installment of the only wrestling podcast. That calls it right down the middle. Hopefully things get a bit more uh, nice uh, next week. We're going to talk about Dominion that's going on actually this weekend. Uh, of course, we're going to have our head-to-head. Head-to-head. For WWE Money the Bank, I feel like it's been 30 years since the last pay-per-view. Um, so looking forward to talking about that. Uh, not really. I'm not a huge fan of WWE right now. But at least it'll give us something to talk about. Yeah. Not to mention TakeOver, which is going on as well. We've got to talk about NXT. A lot of cool stuff going on at NXT. Thank God for NXT. Um, so tell us your thoughts on what's been going on in this episode. There's a lot of ways to do it. How can you do it? Find us on Twitter at Ref and Show Podcast. It's R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Find us on Facebook. Like and share. We'd appreciate it. Hit us up on the Gmail at thewholerefandshow at gmail.com. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Or, or we are on Instagram as the whole Ref and Show. T-H-E-W-H-O-L-E-R-E-F-N-S-H-O-W. And we got lots and lots of pretty pictures on Instagram. We love the Instagram. So uh, we love you participating in Instagram with us. So keep liking our pictures. Keep suggesting us to other friends. Let's watch our followers continue to grow. And leave us comments. We love to chat back with all of our fans. So, uh... Thank you, dear listeners. Thank you for turning this little podcast into a most, most worthwhile endeavor. We do appreciate you. We appreciate our fans. I don't know how other people and other professions think about their fans, but we do appreciate you, folks. Uh, Thank you again. Hashtag dear listeners. It's always nice to hear from you on social media. And uh, I guess that's all there is to be said uh, from me, Perry the Mark Smith. And me, Darren, the other Mark Beasley. Yes. Uh, we said thank you for listening. No, 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 no. I'm the incredible badass that is Darren Beasley. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> these, are not, these are direct quote. Those, those are not your words. Uh, we hope you'll tune in next week for a more normal episode of the only wrestling podcast that calls it right down the middle. The whole ref and show. Adios. JJ, we're thinking of selling you to the gypsies anyway, so you're on your own. Pam, Rico, I'm a pirate with you now. Oh, it's pirates we be, is it? Right.